Podcast. The more spiritual view of angels, which I think uh, when people just tune into their own hearts and they do start following their own spiritual path and they open up to angels, what they find is that angels are very loving. They can be very direct. They have different personalities, just like we do, um, but they are here to help. And they're not these huge enforcers of, of God, of the universe. They are willing participants who want to protect all life and they will go through whatever means are necessary to make sure that happens so they are our allies and they are our friends welcome to the cosmic love antenna podcast this podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world and now here's your host harrison ma harrison ma Welcome, magical beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. You've found yourself in another mystical, spiritual conversation here with your beautiful host, Harrison, and the powerful guest that I'm going to, I'm so excited to introduce here in two seconds. But as always, you're here on the show where the intention is set to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love so you can connect inwards to your inner expression so you can step out into the world as the loving, beautiful light as you are. If you're a returning listener or you are new to my voice today, uh, I love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that you can share this episode and get this episode out to more ears that might need it. You can do that by sharing this to a friend, a lover, a, a family member that you know, with all the things we're going to talk about today, you know, might be able to help them. Remember, the other way that you can support this beautiful show is going over to Apple slash Spotify, leaving your reviews and feedback. And remember now you can join the Cosmic Love Antenna Facebook group, see, see the show details, and you can see the link to that. With that, I now want to introduce my beautiful guest today. Nicole Antoinette is a powerful being. She's a psychic. She's a professional professional psychic medium, a spiritual mentor, a angel communicator, which is going to be our sort of topic of choice here today. But just to be very honest, she's a very powerful, beautiful, loving soul. And what we're going to get into today is all things angels, loving entities, what they are, how do we communicate, what are the biggest misconceptions, what, are, what is the religious versus spiritual view of angels, uh, what is channeling, what does it mean to channel to be a medium in this regard, uh, what are the what is how does it connect to our gifts and purpose and so much more? Nicole, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm excited to discuss all of those topics with you. I love talking about mystical things. Love talking about angels. So I'm I'm excited. Isn't I'm excited it, to dive into this. Isn't it fun? I, I it don't know. About, I don't know about you, Nicole, but you know, I was just telling you it's my morning here. And I cannot think of a better way to start my day. This, it's so energizing, this kind of chat. It is. Well, especially since it, even though this is becoming more mainstream to be able to talk about spiritual things, there's still people who aren't quite open to it. So when you find people who are not just open, but completely accepting of it and a little obsessed with it, and I mean, obsession in a healthy way, right? It's fun. It's like, yes, another another soulmate <laughs> it's it's like I, I often get images my clairvoyance is quite active in the morning and when you said that it's kind of like as a kid you found this shiny shiny little rock in the in the corner yeah. and you're like hey come over let's have a, let's have a chat about this thing i'm so excited to have a chat about it so um yeah that's i'm 
really grateful that you're here with me today and I'm excited to share this conversation with people that need it. So before we get into all things angels, I want to hear a little bit about you. I've had the pleasure. We had a chat prior to this episode. I've been able to tune in a little bit to your energy, but people listening, they're new to your beautiful voice, new to what you do in the world. How I like to start these episodes is going a little bit back to your past, just spending a little bit of time there, but focusing on specifically one of my mentors calls some, it called, called the pain teacher. And this is an event, usually a couple of events, but one or two events that sort of dictate where we are today. And I know, you know, you, for example, you grew up in a particular household that governed a lot of what you do here in this world at the moment. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about this experience. Sure. So I grew up in a religious household. My parents had basically created their own brand of Christianity. So, you know, they kind of cherry picked what scriptures worked for them and left behind the ones that didn't. They were a big fan of uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. So it was a pretty abusive um, household. It was abusive uh, physically until about the age 10 but definitely emotionally and mentally abusive. And uh, my parents did not have any tolerance towards my brother, sister, or I asking questions about or even contemplating spiritual topics outside of the Bible. So that was like banned by death, basically punishable by death. Well, you know, slight exaggeration, but uh, we would get in big trouble. If we were into psychic things, if we wanted to collect crystals or anything like that, that was absolutely not allowed in our household. So it was very oppressive. And it was also very frustrating because as a child and as a teenager, I was highly sensitive and I didn't realize I was highly sensitive to beans and energy and things like that. I just knew that I had a lot of emotions and didn't always know where they were coming from or why I was feeling that. I was also very, uh, so I was very clairsentient, but I did have a very strong sense of clairvoyance. Mm. But again, because of the household I grew up in, it wasn't safe for me to talk about those things. So I'd either keep them to myself or speak um, to a handful of friends that I have. In addition to that, I was also homeschooled. So I was very, very isolated. Mm. And so it was a very tough, um, it was a very tough environment to, to grow up in. And, um, when I became an adult, I tried to do the atheist thing, but that didn't quite work out because <laughs> I believe in something's out yeah. there, right? And then in my um, mid-20s, I kind of went back to the church because I was looking for community. I wanted friendship. I was hungry. I was hungry for connection and Christianity was what I knew. So I found a church that was just as toxic as my parents because, you know, as humans, we love to repeat patterns, don't and attract, we? And attract yes. them in. Yeah. Exactly. So attract them in. Absolutely. Uh, and my gifts like completely lit up in that yeah. church though. It was amazing. So clairvoyance got stronger. Dream prophecies were just yeah. intense. Um, I could put my hands on someone and feel what they were feeling. Mm. So although I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, I, I say I'm not the biggest fan of Christianity, but that's not exactly true. It's just like, I, I'm not a fan of toxic Christianity. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a fan of the man-made aspects that have been layered on top of the beautiful mystical religion. Was that, exactly. is that a nice yes. way of describing it? <laughs> that's a beautiful way of putting it. Cause the Bible is very mystical and there's still like, I still love yeah. Proverbs and there's a lot of books in there that I love. Uh, but you're right. Man has come in and they've, mm created their set of rules and they've told people this is the only way to believe this book this is how you you know this is how you honor this book this is whatever so yeah <laughs> so well, nicole let me let me jump in here because this is sure. thank you for just 
you know, your story is beautiful. Just, so, just, I want you to know. And it's even just doing this show, right? I'm sure you have the same experience. Even just doing this show, I've seen so many people with your exact same, you know, series of events. Not obviously you're unique with your own journey, but just this cycle of being born as the beautiful little human that we are, having all of these gifts, and then based off the household, yeah, it's not just a religious thing. There's so many other aspects, but the religious oh, sure. one comes up a lot. Based off the religious household, the religious aspects, they're pushed down, they're pushed away, mm-hmm. there's abuse, there's, there's maybe sexual elements, there's maybe violent elements, and then and then there's just suppression, and then there's a yes. sort of... And then there's, a, then there's a longing, there's a looking, there's a searching, and then there's a, a bursting out of these beautiful yes. gifts and thinking, oh, am I alone? Am I diff- Am I, is this, this is such an extreme event. I wonder if I'm the only one that went through this. And in reality, and this is what I want to get your perspective on, you're not, right? There's so many other people going through the same series of events. Does that resonate right. with you, Nicole? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the awakening. When people talk about a spiritual awakening and what is a spiritual awakening, that's it. It's when your soul just wakes up and is like, okay, screw all this. Like this yeah. is it. This isn't right. What I've been told and and the the constructs and the beliefs and the lies and the deceitfulness that has been placed on me, um, the walls that have concreted me in are separating me from the divine that I intuitively know that I'm connected to and so when you wake up to that it's just like this surreal joyous event but also extremely confusing (laughs) so for those for those who are listening it is it's the structure and it's breaking out of it and and that is such an important part of being true to yourself and being true to your path so for people who are listening to this or watching this right now If you're going through something where you feel as if there's there's a part of you that's becoming really agitated and frustrated and it feels like it's waking up, that is your spiritual awakening. That is yeah. the part of your spirit that has just had enough with what everyone is telling you to believe. It's the part of your spirit and your heart and your soul and your divine purpose and higher self that's saying, okay, enough. Yeah. It's time that we get on our track. It's time to wake up and, and focus on our soul mission. Oh, I love it. Could not agree more, my friend. This is why, yeah, this, I think this is why my soul is so excited to talk to you. It's like, oh, this is a nice little mirror here. This is a nice little reflection here. Uh, Nicole, I just, I want to, two things I want to add to, and then I want to jump into all things angels here. Sure. Firstly, I want to encourage people to go back and listen to a couple of my episodes I've I've done around with Heather Tucker on sex and the religious church and, you know, the, a lot of the trauma and that structure that keeps us down, unfortunately, a lot of it has been connected to beautiful sexual expression. And this is another topic for another day, my friend, that I could talk to you about. But uh, I just I want to plant the seed here when we're talking about this suppression within the man-made elements of the church. A lot of it is connected to our sensuality and our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And paradoxically, that sensuality and sexuality is also where a lot of our divinity is, right? When we connect into our sexual being, right, is also where our connection to source is in many ways. So just for people listening, if that, if you experience that side of the abuse, know that that is just as equal as what we're talking about. But then also I want to go back to what you just said, my friend, as we're having a chat today, especially about angels, don't just listen to this conversation with your mind, listen to it, with your heart and your body. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because I'm sure you mentioned clairsentience, my friend. Yes. We pick up information, not just through our thoughts and our brain, but we also pick up information through our intuition, through our emotions, and yes. also through our senses. So yes. does that resonate as we're chatting today? I really want oh, to yeah. tune into that. <laughs> yeah, because um, I am someone who is... Uh, I want to say body conscious, but not in the sense that like I'm conscious about how my body looks. I'm body conscious of that. I'm very aware of how my body feels around different people in different situations and different places. Um, for example, if I'm in an area that is extremely haunted with lower vibrational beings, I feel it like I feel the heaviness I'll get. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get the, I'll get goosebumps and chills as so many people do, but like, I'll start to feel this uneasiness in my stomach. Yeah. And sometimes it can trigger an anxiety attack where I'm like, okay, get me out of here. Yeah. And it's not because I've necessarily pulled in anything intuitively to where my clairsentience or not clairsentience. That's very much my clairsentience. Yeah. Um, my clairvoyance will pick, you know, my clairvoyance will shut down. Cause it's like, I don't want to see anything. Yeah clear audience will light up a little bit so i'll hear i'll hear things but it's just like when you feel that heaviness it's just like time to get out yeah. <laughs> time to leave time to make that exit <laughs> and that's an indicator so i, I want people to because this is very new this and this is a part of my show i really want to educate people around these beautiful gifts that you that we all have you know li listen to that we can yes if we spend so much time again going back to the indoctrination pretending that these things don't exist or they're just too woo woo or, or, or crazy or witchy or whatever the word is, but they are just as much a part of you as your normal, your average sight or your average, your human hearing, all these things. So yeah, just, I want to use this as an experiment as we go into this angel chat, as you're listening out there, be open. Because who, who knows what's going to pop in as we have these conversations. The other thing that I want to bounce off for that too, just to give people a better idea of why the body is so important to listen to is because a lot of people have this belief that your body and your soul are separate. Yeah. And that's only partially true. The reality is that your body and your spirit are blended together. So while you're here on earth, they are one entity, they are one being, and your body is so um, small compared to your spiritual being that it can't actually fit all of your spirit. And um, one of the things I've, I've noticed is that when people are going through a spiritual awakening or their gifts are changing or they're moving into a higher vibration, they start to get physical sensations in their body where they might get headaches, they get the ringing in their ears, um, you know, they might experience some type of physical pain or heaviness. And so they'll start to wonder what's wrong with them. Are they going crazy? You're not going crazy. What's actually happening is that your spirit is vibrating at a high your pace than what your body is used to and all that's happening is your body is making the adjustment so your your uh, vibration in spirit might be up here your body is just catching up that's all that's happening your body's still on this plane and it's just learning to come up and meet your spirit at that vibration and in the middle of that is some discomfort so there's nothing wrong with you you're fine tough it out. <laughs> like it's going to be okay. Just wait it out. Seriously. It's just a session. It's just a season. It's just a period. And they will meet. They will meet. And you'll probably feel healthier and more vibrant than you have before. Um, mm. So I just wanted to put that out there in case anyone's experiencing that because <laughs> it can be confusing. <laughs> so not only is there probably people experiencing that, I'm experiencing that, my friends. The, the oh. ear, yeah, the ear ringing is a big one for me at the moment. So it's nice oh, to okay. hear 
I've heard different perspectives on it, but um, that one of the of the frequency adjustment is the one I hear a lot. But it was nice to hear from you, and it's less of a and that it's so again. I just want to thank you because it's a nice affirmation of not needing to do much. It's more just surrendering into the process yes. of the transition and the mm-hmm. and the tapping into it. Yeah, thank you for doing that. My pleasure. Let's. <laughs> Let's talk about angels, my friend. I, right. I, I, I want to get into it. I'm so excited. Uh, let's, there's, a, I want to hear a lot of topics here today within it, but let's start simple and then okay. we'll work our way up to more of the sort of different complexities of it all. How, how would you, how would you define an angel? What, what is an angel? If someone's listening to this episode and they're totally new to it, that I have any programming, which would be very unlikely, but any, <laughs> any, be. yeah, any, any programming, <laughs> what is an angel in your perspective? So my, my understanding of angels through not just the books that I've read, but more or less the channels that I've received, the channelings I've received are angels are these incredibly powerful, magnificent beings that come from a different realm. I believe that they don't come from just a seventh dimension or eighth dimension or whatever you've heard. My understanding is that they come from several different dimensions. And so depending on what dimension and realm they come from, um, kind of paints the, I want to say the personalities that they might have or what their, I want to say core values, because I'm humanizing this, <laughs> what their core values might be. So you'll have these different powerful beings from um, fourth dimension, five dimension, six mm-hmm. dimension, seventh dimension. It's always going to be from the higher dimensions mm-hmm. and the higher up that dimension, the more powerful and expansive they are. But all of these beings are going to, all, all of them that I've connected with, they all have an interest in preserving life. Mm-hmm. So that means they have a high interest in preserving mankind and the creatures here on earth and the creatures on other planets too. Mm. Um, They would love nothing more than for everyone to live in peace. And they are these amazing guardians and warriors that are very cognizant and respectful of our free will, but they can also be parents when they have to step in there and they're like, okay, enough is enough. If we Mm. don't step in here, y'all are going to kill each other. Um, So they are very loving They are very, uh, I want to say intelligent. They're extremely intelligent. Uh, Despite what I've heard some teachers say, I believe that they have a very high EQ, so emotional intelligence as well. And again, they just have this, um, they're basically protectors of the universe. And I know that sounds like some weird Marvel thing, (laughs) but they are, they're protectors of the universe. Well, so, okay. A lot, there's a lot in here, my friend already getting, I love it. All right. So two points I want to break down. So one is that you ended with the, the Marvel thing. And it's interesting that you made that point. Cause I often look at how Hollywood, you know, we could, we could talk about all the negative things that are in Hollywood all day. And, but we often don't look at the, positive things. And I think one of the positive things about Hollywood is that I would like to think consciously, but I think it's unconsciously it's mirroring the things that we need to see from a spiritual perspective, right? Yes. A lot of, I see a lot of the themes as someone who is a, a superhero movie fan, right? I think big part of why I, I pull, oh, I'm pulled to it is because of these spiritual themes that are, that a lot of people would think are very 
woo woo and out there, but due to the work that I do, due to the work that you do, we know are very real things. So when you say that as like a superhero theme, you know, I, I think it's more true than what you even realize, my friend. I think there's an unconscious force that is using the superhero films to really portray these actual, very real spiritual, mystical things that are going on all the time to almost. So let me, let me explain my thought pattern here to almost when people do come to this truth inevitably around angels, they're like, Oh wait, I've seen this before. Where have I? Oh, I saw it in that Marvel film that (laughs) I felt really comfortable and connected to. So it's almost like it's happening to help us transition easily. Right. So just want to add that weird little concept there, but I hope that lands for people. But going back to your point around humanizing the angels. Yes. This is, I think, a challenge. I want to get your perspective on this. I think it's very easy. And we're going to talk about this next in terms of the spiritual, religious perspective, the differences. But I think it's very easy for us to personify them as a, a man or a woman that has wings, that comes down and interacts with us. And I think for some people we can have that kind of interaction, but for me, and this is what I want to get your opinion on, they're more of a frequency and a, Mm -hmm. and a vibration and an energy more than a sort of physical being and form that comes up with wings and interacts with us. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Um, their, their consciousness, their forms of consciousness, from, from these different realms. And if need be, they can come to this planet Earth and they can portray themselves however they need so that we'll pay attention to them. So there's several stories of um, people that were, you know, you'll, you'll have stories of people who were rescued by a fire by some man who just disappears into the crowd. No one can find him. You know, is that an angel? I think so. Um, But that's not an angel in its natural form. That's an angel in the form it had to take. So it could so it could take this action. And, you know, if it were to show up in its actual form, it would look so alien to us. Like people would probably scream, shoot at it. You know, who knows? It'd be pure chaos. And angels are not here to cause chaos. They're here to help. They're here to save. They're here to direct. They're here to guide. And so when people do connect with angels, angels, especially in meditations, do tend to humanize themselves because, again, they're not off to scare anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's really the same as like it's a language, really. And people don't think about that when it comes to physical, you know, things that you see. But but even the things we see are are you know, in a way it's a, it's a language and we see that we know that symbols and signs are languages. And so, um, you know, angels will present themselves as human or they'll present themselves as looking human with wings because that is a language we understand. We understand that that is the icon for angel and they're trying to show us what they are. Yeah. And so that's how they'll present themselves to us. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And it it just, I think this is why I was so excited for this chat. One of the reasons is because there's so many beautiful nuances to this that, uh, you know, even just talking about, it, I can feel, you know, frequencies in my heart space, but we'll get back. We'll get back to that later. Um, mm-hmm. Nicole, let's speaking of different uh, personifications and, and images of the angel you know, entity. Let's talk now about the differences between the religious angels and I'm going to, I'm going to add a little caveat here. I'll say the, 
the man-made religious angels the, 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 yes. within that the, within what we were talking about before about the religious world a lot of the challenges we have with it it's not the actual religion it's the layers of man on top that versus the spiritual mystical understanding of what angels are what do you think in your experience growing up the way that you did in your household and what you've seen what are the main differences you know slash challenges we can have here through these two different perspectives that's a really great question so whenever you are a part of a religion or even when you just study it you're going to notice that religions very much like to put mystical ideas in neat little boxes and they like to have rules and on some level maybe that's okay because it simplifies things and whenever you can simplify things they're easily digestible they're easy to understand and if you can add a sprinkle of fear in it well that's great because then you can get people to do what you want them to do right control control yep exactly (laughs) and so one of the things that is fascinating to me about the way that um christianity because that's the you know christianity is the religion i'll always reference because it's what i've had the most um experience in so with christianity they see angels as being basically uh warriors of god they're not necessarily here to help mankind they're not here to protect us they're basically god's enforcers to whatever God wants them to do, that's what they're going to do. Uh, the brand of Christianity that I was raised in and the different churches that I went to did not advocate talking to angels, praying to angels, worshiping angels. I mean, I don't worship angels anyway, um, but there were all these rules on how you were supposed to deal with angels. And basically, you're supposed to leave them alone. <laughs> so if an angel needs to talk to you, it will. But doing any type of meditation or any type of channeling with angels is is a no, no. And um, many different brands of Christianity believe that if you go out seeking angels and you connect with them, that you could really be speaking to a uh, mischievous or evil spirit in disguise. So that's the that's the worry there. Um, so the the more spiritual view of angels, which I think uh, when people just tune into their own hearts and they do start following their own spiritual path and they open up to angels, what they find is that angels are very loving. They can be very direct. They have different personalities, just like we do, um, but they are here to help. And they're not these huge enforcers of, of God, of the universe. They are willing participants who want to protect all life and they will go through whatever means are necessary to make sure that happens so they are our allies and they are our friends and um they They will yes and they will they will behave in ways that we don't understand which may not seem loving at the time but that's because they see a full view that we can't see and they are very connected to the universe in a different way than we are because we're here to have a 3d physical life to learn whatever it is we're here to learn so we're not privy to the information they have so they'll take actions that we don't understand and it's not because they're trying to be coy or anything like that it's just they know what needs to be done. And, you know, if I think that I think that angels have been actually very present over the past two years with all the weirdness happening in the world, (laughs) Um, you know, making sure that that 
that we that things don't get too overheated. Yeah. We put it that way. <laughs> so as a beautiful breakdown, my friend, and uh, it's this really interesting question bubbled up that I want to ask you, but pause on that for a second. I want to step back to what you said about this difference between the religious and the, and the slash mystical spiritual view and that enforcer word, you know, really just, I think it triggered and resonated in me from my past experience. I grew up in a religious uh, culture community as well. And, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges within the, these man-made elements of religion is the separation between us and God, right? Is this mm -hmm. idea in many, not just Christianity, right? A lot of the Abrahamic religions that sure. I am the person and God is this thing, entity, outside. being outside mm -hmm. force that I need to appease and appeal to, to get into heaven, get into the thing, do the, have the, have the awakening, have all of the, you know, you know, insert religious scripture here. Yes. And <laughs> from what you're saying around angels, angels, the description, the religious perspective of the angels is an extension of that separation, that enforcer, that, you know, mm -hmm. be careful that, you know, who are you to ask and, and require and, you know, connect to their love. So it's, you know, that we could do a whole episode just on that alone and what that leads to. But I would just encourage as you're listening to this episode today, keep coming back to that heart space, right? And ask yourself, if you've grown up in that programming, don't believe, don't believe us, right? We're just sharing our perspectives. Right. Ask yourself, right? You know, is that true? Is that really true? Right. What, right. what is a more loving perspective of this? Right. But Nicole, the question that bubbled up that I want to ask you that is really interesting to me is, you know, you, you, you then gave the mystical perspective of angels. And the reason I said the angels are us is that, you know, the flip side of that God definition is that, God is outside of us, but also God is us. We are yes. unique expressions of God. God is right. in my heart like it's in your heart. So what I understand from a lot of my teachings is the difference between these entities is, like you said, they are higher frequencies, higher vibrance, vibrations, higher mm -hmm. consciousness in many ways. The question is, can a human soul that starts to ascend their consciousness, can they transform into an angel? Can a soul, Harrison, in many lifetimes from now, due to my spiritual journey and the things I learn, can a person, human, ascend their consciousness frequency vibration into an angel frequency vibration? That's a really good question. You know, that's something that I've thought about too. And the answer is, I don't know because, and here's why, here's why I don't have a specific answer for that one. My understanding of angels is that they originate on whatever realm that they're in and they were never human. That's my understanding of it. But as to whether or not we can transcend into an angel ourselves, I don't know. Um, but I know that we can, we can transcend and we can elevate to that level of consciousness. So does that make us an angel? I don't know. Does it make us a guide? Yeah, it could. So I don't, I don't know if we transcend into that, but at the same time, the other caveat to this is that 
this this is me about to get a little weird here. Is let's that, do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. get weird. Let's get let's weird. Get weird. <laughs> okay. I love that attitude. Those of us who are, you know, humans now, we weren't always, we had a past life somewhere and we could have had a past life on alien planets. Um, Like I've done some uh, hypnosis, um, past life hypnosis. Dolores Cannon, it's all Dolores Cannon's work. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so my friend Ariana Corsino, she is an amazing uh, um, uh, certified through Dolores, I can't remember, QHHT. Quantum hypnosis, yeah. Yeah, quantum healing hypnosis uh, therapy. So she took me into past life regression and uh, I remember like tripping out because I was this alien being. I was in space. I wasn't in a planet. I was just like in space chilling. Everything was good. I had these long like fingers. I I remember everything about it and it was so bizarre and I was translucent and it's just like, I know I'm not a soul. I know I'm an alien. Like, what is this? This is why I'm asking the question, Nicole. This is so this, I'm so happy you're going here. You read my heart. This is exactly (laughs) why I asked this question of, can we get to this state? Because if we can be all of these other crazy, awesome, beautiful beings, you know, what's stopping us from getting to the angel state? Yeah. See, and that's a, that's a good question. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it works that way. So I don't know if we transcend into that or if we don't. And the only reason that I struggle with that is because again, in my channelings and when I've worked with angels, their origin point is always whatever realm they are. I think that the reason that is, if I had to answer this, I would say, no, we don't transcend into being an angel. And I think the reason for that is because angels are always angels. Yeah. They don't have those past life experiences where they've been an alien or they've been a human. Maybe for some of them they have. Maybe it depends on what realm they've they've originated in. Uh, but my understanding is is that they stay that way because of how vitally important they are in this. Um, I want to say in this war, really, to keep all life consistent and surviving. Yes. Yeah. 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 I- I didn't expect you to have a definitive. I just, I just <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. Cause like, like I said, I can't have these conversations with anyone. I just wanted to get your beautiful perspective on it. And yeah, I mean, that fits to me. I like just to add a little bit more to this. I know that we can ascend to be, you know, you mentioned guides. I know that we can ascend to be ascended masters. I know that we can yes. ascend to be, you know, these other kinds of um, loving entities that are different to angels, but yeah, it does you know, I haven't had as much experience as you, but it does resonate what you're saying in terms of their uniqueness, their role. And, you know, it, it does in terms of the cosmic sort of law of things and what they do, how they show up. It does make sense that when they do express out as the unique consciousness, they are from the oneness that is God, that their path is very unique. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we could go down this rabbit hole all day. Let's <laughs> let's thank you for thank you for indulging me with that question. It's a beautiful uh, is an interesting one to dive, dissect. Let's come back here now to one of the other questions I wanted to ask you. And it's let's talk about their abilities. Let's talk about, you know, what what angels can do in terms of you know, what makes them unique, what makes them you know, different from, so if I'm, you know, just Harrison connecting into his meditation and I'm looking to connect to some of these, this support team that I have around me, like I just talked about, we can have ascended masters, we can have spirit animals, we can have you know, many types of classifications within the support team that we can access. How 
how would you define or how would you describe the either the ability of an angel that shows up or the sensation, the presence that one could sort of distinguish and be like, oh, that's an angel, not a guide, not an animal, you know, et cetera? Yeah. It's, that's a really good question. And it's one of those where it's hard to answer because I believe everyone's experience is going to be unique. So every person is unique in their own way. Every angel is unique in their own way. Um, For me, when I first consciously connected with an angel, I can't even say consciously because it was kind of by accident. Um, I was meditating And I was doing a guided meditation and it was a guided meditation where I was supposed to be out in the woods. And I don't remember where the meditation was leading me, but I ended up meeting Archangel Gabriel and that wasn't supposed to be a part of the meditation. She just showed up and she had this great personality and she was so happy and jovial. And I remember being in the meditation being like, oh my gosh, this person's addicting. (laughs) Like Just all the joy that was coming off of her. But she was also giving me very much what I needed at that time in my life because I was in I was in a very abusive situation, a relationship with a um, I don't know if he was a sociopath or a malignant narcissist, but he was one of those things. And this was like this was over 10 years ago. Um, But I was really kind of losing myself and trying to find myself. And it was the type of relationship where you wake up on eggshells because you don't know what's going to set your partner off. You know, so it's really horrible experience. And I needed that joy. You know, I needed that, that loving, caring, just fun energy. And so I had to retreat within myself and create that space, open my, you know, expand my consciousness, dive into a meditation. And because I was so open and willing to receive help from pretty much anywhere at that point, it opened up the door for this wonderful angel to come in and, and, inspire me and encourage me to be creative and to have fun doing it. So I think that for many of us, your angel is going to present itself in a way that you need. Yeah. So whatever it is that you need, they're, they're going to show up in that way. If you need, if, if you are feeling weak and you want to be more courageous, maybe you're going to see Archangel Michael there with a sword. Maybe he'll hand you his sword and his shield, you know, um, and it's not just the archangels. We have our guardian angels too. Um, and, let me, Nicole, and I, let me ask you a question about this. So sure. thank you for explaining that. When you say, so cause I'm trying, I'm sort of connecting into the listener that, you know, is new to this topic. And I, when you say like you have an experience and archangel Michael comes in, or you said archangel Gabriel comes in, yes. how do you know it's them? Right. So when you, cause you, obviously you've done a lot of this work, so you have context, you have experience now, but right. for someone that's new and they, and that energy, that vibration comes in, in the unique way that they, that they'll experience. What I'll say to that is we often experience it through the clear sense that is most active for us in my experience. So yes. maybe through the voyance, maybe through the, the, the seeing, maybe through the, the sentience, the feeling, but does someone like have a, a a reference point, like they've read about, oh, that's Gabriel because he has this characteristic or that's, that's Michael because I see the sword, I see the, I see the shield, I see the, you know, do you see what I'm saying? So how does, yeah. what's the reference well, point now? So that's exactly what they'll do is um, they will use a reference point that you already have. Mm-hmm. So most people, like you said, have had some type of 
introduction to angels, whether it's something they've seen on TV or they read in a book, even if it's something completely fictional, there's some type of symbol. Um, there's some type of, of vision, I think, that they have that would represent an angel to them. So that's what's going to show up. Now, if someone has never heard of angels before, and like you said, that'd be, that'd be rare, but it does happen. There's going to be some type of inner knowing. Yeah. You just know that you've made conscious contact with some type of being that's elevated beyond what you've connected to before. And at some point, as as you continue to develop your gifts and as you're able to become more clairsentient, more clairvoyance, angels in the universe itself has this way of bringing resources to you. Even this podcast could be a resource to someone. And so that resource will open up. And then as you continue to use that resource, whether it's a book or it's a podcast or whatever it is, you'll be able to say, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what, this, what is. this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's been my experience. So I want to, I'm going to speak, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I want to see what you say. And because okay. I know I've had this, this move through me and it's, uh, you know, a skeptical perspective of what you just said in terms of, Oh, I've, you know, I've seen a movie, I've read a book, I've listened to the podcast and now I'm in meditation. And now this, this, you know, copy of that or that this symbol of that comes in. What would you say to someone that says, Oh, but I was just making that up with my imagination, right? I was just, because I'm, I have such an imagination that angel experience that I had was just me sort of remembering that TV show or that book that I read rather than having a legitimate angel encounter. Right. So I love this question because I've been through this <laughs> with my mediumship abilities. You will know the difference. You will know that it was a legit experience with an angel because of what transpires afterwards. If it was something that just happened in your imagination and you're making up all this silly stuff, then there's going to be no validity afterwards. You're going to have that experience in your mind. It's going to be something you imagined. There's nothing important coming out of it. You're going to go about your day. There's not going to be synchronicities. There's not going to be signs. There's not going to be any type of revelation whatsoever that helps you with your life. When angels move, when they make their presence known, when they connect with you, it is for a purpose. And there is going to be some type of sensation that you have, whether it's chills, whether it's just this feeling of peace that washes over you. Yeah, whatever it is, there's going to be some type of sensation, but the information that they come through with is going to help you in some way, whether it's um, helpful understanding of yourself or a situation you're in, they can come through and they can tell you what to do about a difficult challenge that you're facing. And you put that into good use, you follow the directions and you get a result that is pleasant towards you. So there's going to be something that really resonates with you. And if you sit there and you think about it, you would tell yourself, okay, there is no way that my limited finite mind would have come up with this answer or direction on its own. This has to be the work of something else. So that's how you're going to know. You're going to know not just because they showed up in your mind, you're going to know because of the experience. And then also what I have found is that when you work with a guide or an angel, they continue to show up over and over again and they continue to help and they continue to wow you with all these different synchronicities and whatnot too. Um, so that's how you can know if it's just a one-off thing and nothing happened, 
then it's just a one-off thing. It, like if you're meditating and an angel comes in and tells you a weird joke that you've heard before, that, that probably was your imagination. <laughs> like maybe it was. But if they come forward, which they will, and they give you something that helps you, that was an angel visitation. You didn't make that up. That was a beautiful breakdown, my friend. And I would just add to it, and you highlighted it through you know, the experience of it. Remember, and I said, this is why I set the stage at the start of the conversation for this. I would go back for people listening, <clears throat> go back and listening, listen to my episode I did between on the, on the difference between thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting. And often in my experience, when a guide, a guide angel, one of these entities comes in, they speak not just through the lower mind, right? They speak through your whole beingness. So they speak yes. through your intuition. They speak through your senses, like we've been talking about with the clear senses, and they speak through your emotions. So look at that experience that you just had with the angel and not just with the things that were spoken and shared and the imagery that you got, but do you have goosebumps running down your spine? Is, right. Do you have tears running down your face? Is your heart, yes. you feel your heart just hasn't been yeah. blown open, right? So these are just other ways to, well, other ways that we interpret, you know, consciousness through us. And we, we live in a culture which is so focused on just the thinking mental realm. Mm -hmm. And we need to love that. That's part of us. You know, it's a beautiful part of us, but it's sure. not the only part of us, right? And right. It, when we have experiences like this, open up these other channels to help you val validate and to see, oh, this is something, this is not just very real, but like you beautifully highlighted, there's a message here that I need to take action on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I love this chat. I'm having so much fun, my friend. I'll, this is a, <laughs> this just for me, just, this is just validating me in terms of the experiences I've had. It's, like I said to you at the start, I can't have conversations with most people around this, even though I do do this for a living and have clients right. and talk to people. Just this level is, is new. So thank you for this dynamic. Let's, I want to go in another direction here now. And I want to talk about, and you've hit on it a couple of times here today, and I'm really interested in this and just a bit of context for you, my friend. I think I shared this with you when we had our first chat, but I'm, I'm currently in a mystery school. I've said this on the podcast a lot of times now. People are probably sick of me hearing it, but I'm going to keep sharing this experience because <laughs> it keeps expanding for me. And within the mystery school, we're talking about channeling, right? We're ex ex opening our ability to channel. And this is much like our clear senses. Channeling is another gift that we all have the ability to expand yes. into. You've talked a couple of times about uh, mediumship, right? And mm -hmm mediumship is, is a facet of channeling. So yes. I'm wondering if you could explain now where mediumship and interacting with angels comes in and, you know, why you do it, why it's valuable. Let's, let's dive into this topic. So um, when people talk about being a psychic medium, yep. what they're often doing is they get into a meditative space where they are expanding their consciousness and awareness so that they can connect to the other side. And um, they want to consciously connect with basically human spirits. So people who have crossed over. So people who had a physical experience here on earth died and their soul transcended into the spirit world. And so as a psychic medium, I make it my intention to connect with those spirits. 
And so that's, that's how that works. And so then when you want to, as a medium work with angels, or even if you want to work with other entities like aliens or Pleiadians or whatever it is, um, which I don't do. I work with angels <laughs> and mediumship. I think my mind, but if I got into too many things, um, but, but with angels, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. So you still raise your vibrations. You get into that meditative state. Um, and I say that, but like the truth is if I don't have to get into a meditative state anymore, I can just make it my oh. intention to connect to either. And boom, yeah. <laughs> there it is. No, um, the channel is a muscle. Like that channel yes. is, and the more that we connect into it, like you say that, but it's just like, that's the reality in my experience. I'm still new to this, but yeah, just for people listening, the ability to channel, we not only do we all have it, but like any muscle, the more that you're open to it, the more that you experience, the more that you do shadow work, all these things, yep. it starts to become more open and readily accessible. Exactly. Yeah. And then all you have to, you'll get to a point in your walk and in your journey where all you do is set the intention. You don't have to focus so hard. You don't have to close your eyes. You're just like, I want to connect with whoever and yeah. boom, there it is. Yeah. Um, so with angels, for people who want to connect with angels, I find it very helpful to do energy blends. And an energy blend is where you make it your intention to connect with a certain, I'll say source energy. So whether it is the universe itself, whether it is a person on the other side or an angel, you make it your intention to first feel that energy. So feel the energy of the angel, invite them forward. And then you imagine your energy with the energy of the angel blending together. And then that's a really beautiful exchange between the two of you. And it allows you to gather information, I believe, easier. And so you'll find basically all of your clairs light up. And it's just, it's, 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 my experience with it is it's very gentle. It's very comforting. So for people who want to um, try that for themselves, here's what I recommend you do. You want to get yourself all nice and comfortable, whether you're lying down, sitting up, however it works. You want to just kind of close your eyes. And I want you to visualize yourself as a certain color and just imagine that's your energy. So you can assign, um, you know, you can your color can be red, blue, green, pink. It really doesn't matter. Whatever resonates with you, that is your color. So just imagine that expanding outside of you and then go ahead and think of an angel and what color you think that angel would be. And you may think that you're creating this color on your own, but really your angel Angel is already working with you and giving you that color. So you just kind of imagine, you might imagine this mist, you might imagine this beautiful iridescent light, and just imagine that that color of the angel, along with the color of your spirit, begins to slowly blend and mesh together. And it's the, the very warm feeling and this beautiful dance. And then you can ask whatever questions you want. You can just open up and, and chill in that vibration for a little bit. And then, um, yeah, and then you can you can become that channel. So the very first step, though, is just sitting with that energy, becoming comfortable with it, mm -hmm. becoming familiar with it. And um, I think that it's also wise to work with that angelic energy on, I want to say on your own terms but really what i mean is in your own life so getting comfortable with it asking that angel for direction in your own life or for solutions to problems or whatever it is and then as you start to get more comfortable with that and you get the validation that yes this is a helpful um resourceful energy then you can even start approaching this angelic energy 
to ask questions for other people. And the thing to keep in mind is, is angels are interconnected to other angels too. So even though you're just connecting to your angel or your team of angels, they can instantly connect with others and bring you whatever information you need. Um, so that's how I would recommend, not that you asked, but that's how I recommend that people get, <laughs> yeah, how they get, it's it's so easy too. Yeah. Yeah. That, thank you for that demo. And so actually a couple of questions come up around this. First of all, is there, I want to, I, this leads into fears, which we'll get to in a second. Sure. But is there a difference between connecting to the, I don't want to say standard, but the, 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 the normal level angels in that, in, in that practice that you just talked about, is there a difference between that and the, the archangels, the, the Michaels, the, you know, the, the higher level angels. Is it the same process? So it's just, the, it's the same process. You just changed the intention. So yeah. you would just say, I want to connect with an archangel. And yeah. I think that typically people will do that when they've probably read a Practice. book <laughs> and they've, yeah. And they've read that, you know, Gabrielle is helpful with um, artists and creativity. And then Joe feel, I believe is connected to um, children and, and animals. So they all have their different things, but, um, but I think it's so important for us to connect to, to our own guardian angels. I think people vastly underestimate how helpful they are. And the reason they underestimate that is because a lot of times when you pick up a book on angels, they want to talk about the archangels because those are like the celebrity angels, right? Like everyone knows them. If they, if, if Michael, if Archangel Michael were to appear on earth and put on a concert, everyone would sign up for that. <laughs> you know? So everyone wants to be a part of the celebrity them, but you have your own team of angels that connect with you that have, um, watched over you and helped you through all of your reincarnations they know you better than anyone they know you better than probably your own soul knows itself mm -hmm. and so i think it's really important to connect with those angels um because they do have a deep and i want to say intimate relationship with you and they they know everything that you need and if they believe that michael or joe feel or whatever needs to come into the conversation they'll bring them in they're not, they're not going to hog their resources. They're not going to keep anything from you. <laughs> yeah. and, they're, and, they're, and they're waiting. So I think that's, the, that, that's a really yeah. big point that you know, you're affirming here that I want to add on to is this, and this applies to all you know, loving entities, to be honest, in my experience, but that we, we, we feel like, we feel like we're, again, I think this is a big part of the programming side of it. We feel like we're sort of uh, being too much or we're like, Oh, we have to be careful. We have to, you know, do certain, follow these steps and, and, and right. follow, fit into this box, like you said before, to be worthy of the request. But yeah. not only is it, there's no worthiness needed. We are born worthy. We are born divine. We are born yes. you know, with this beautiful potential, but they're also, they're all waiting. They're just waiting for that yeah. request. I saw a funny, um, I saw a funny meme on Instagram the other day, <laughs> this image of the earth and all these people saying, oh, I feel alone. I wish there was people out there to help me and support me. I wish I could just, you know, have someone on my side. And then I zoomed out and there's this army of angels just looking down at all these comments, just sort of yeah. waiting and, you know, humor aside, that is really the reality in, in my is. experience. And, you know, I'm sure you can validate that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they do recognize and honor free will. Yeah. 
Yeah. Until it gets to the point where, you know, we're about to kill each other and they're like, okay, we got to stand yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. So that, so that, it's a beautiful segue here. So let's, speaking of free will, let's, let's break down and we're short on time. So we'll try and get this in because I want to hear some other things before we finish, but sure. let's break down some of the biggest fears around you know, entity work at large, but specifically angels. And I guess the obvious one is when I start connecting to angels, are they going to overtake my body? Am I going to, are my eyes going to roll back into the back of my head? We're just talking about mediumship, right? And am I going to be, you know, a zombie or are they going to hurt me? Are they, what, what do you say to someone that has these sort of these fears and this resistance around connecting to angels like this? So I think of someone, because that's not just fear, that's someone who's terrified. (laughs) So if you're terrified of connecting to angels and you really do have those significant fears and traumas, then my suggestion would be if you really want to, if you want to put that fear aside and you want to start working with angels, then maybe an energy blend is too much for you. Maybe even a meditation is too much for you. So what you can maybe do is just write letters to your angels just write letters and say, you know, dear guardian angel, I'd really like to connect to you, but I have some real fears around this and list what those fears are. And just say, you know, I'm, I'm bringing this to you because I'd like to have a relationship with you, but I need to know that you're safe. So please start showing me signs. Please let me know um, that that this is going to be okay. And in the meantime, while you're sending that, prayer out, there's probably some type of entity you believe in that is very safe and very loving and very warming. So whether you call that God, whether it's Jesus, whether it's, um, you know, Mary Magdalene or, or just your understanding of the universe, put that request out to that too. Say, hey, Mary Magdalene, hey, universe, I really want to connect with my angels. They seem like cool beings, but I'm afraid. Please help me through this fear. Please show me if this is the right path for me. And just allow the universe to take care of it. And because I, I don't I don't want people to put themselves in situations where they're fearful yeah. when it comes to because um, it really kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Right. The spiritual path, when you dive into it, it, there is an element of it that should be fun. It should be magical. Yeah. It should be amazing. And if you're going into any type of communication or any type of spiritual um a spiritual practice with too much fear, then yeah. when you do open up, you your mind might start creating different images that. that validate that fear. Yeah. yeah. And so you want to be careful. And also the whole, um, you know, the whole point of meditating and connecting with angels is to start elevating our consciousness and getting to a higher vibration. And if the mere thought alone has you so terrified, that's already bringing your, your vibration down. <laughs> so we don't want that. So Connect with, I I think that people need to just connect with whatever they're comfortable with. And maybe they just need to warm up to the idea of connecting with angels. And that's okay. They can take their time. You know, there's no rush. Something that bubbles up around this, Nicole, and it's funny, maybe not funny, because there's always a divine (laughs) sequence of events happening in the background. I actually had this fear come up for me yesterday in a meditation around, and I wasn't angel-based but it was connecting to my um, divine presence, right? So like I said, part of my mystery school is, you know, starting to channel and, and what people, I think myself included uh, have misconceptions around is that when we start to channel, it's, it's beautiful to channel and, and do mediumship with outside entities, angels, guides, ascended masters, but 
the deepest form of channeling is channeling deeper frequencies of ourselves, right? The, our higher self, mm-hmm. our divine presence. And what came up in my meditation was this idea of surrendering our will over to that, surrendering in to the divine presence moving through us. And I had this fear of, of doing that. I had this fear of surrendering to a power, even though that power is me, right. Is a higher frequency, higher vibration of me. There was this fear of, Oh, if I give my power away to me, even though it's still, like I said, still part of me, but there's this sort of, guess what I'm trying to say? What would you say to a person like me or someone out there listening that is in the spiritual community, right? And has done this work and has learned that, you know, the most powerful person in your reality is you, right? And when we, if we're giving our power away to someone, to something, it's really just a form of, you know, where do we're making that choice? So I guess I'm trying to formulate my question here. What would you say to someone that is looking to channel an angel or a, a deeper part of themselves and they realize that surrender is needed, that surrender is needed to channeling more of that through them. Right. So the real crux of the issue here is trust. Yeah. It's trust. So when people do not trust themselves, they end up not trusting their experience. They don't trust the information that they channel. They don't trust their own decisions. They don't trust themselves to make their own decisions. And so that lack of trust comes from somewhere. Now, most likely it has been conditioned because of their experience with the outside world, whether that's through their parents, a teacher, it could be. And in, you know, a lot of times I think the temptation is to go back into childhood, but the reality is that you can end up in any type of relationship, whether it's a work relationship, romantic relationship, uh, friendship with someone, and they can really get you to start questioning your trust because they question you or they make it well known that you've made all these mistakes and whatnot. And so when we have um, a person or even a community, which we see in religions in our lives, that is very quick to point out all of our mistakes and doesn't do enough to point out our strong points and our courage and, and our resilience and all of that, we do start to question ourselves and we lack trust in ourselves. So if we lack trust in ourselves, we do start to lack trust in our own divinity and surrendering does become hard. And so you actually want to take very small baby steps, I believe, towards building that trust up in yourself again. And it's really simple to do. It's as simple as waking up in the morning and saying, okay, do I want to brush my teeth first or do I want to get a drink of water? Those are neutral choices. You're not going to mess up either of those. That's fine. So you find these different ways of empowering yourself and giving yourself decisions that regardless of what you choose, you're not going to mess up. Either choice is fine. And you start to build that trust in yourself because you realize, okay, if I take a drink of water instead of brushing my teeth, I'm not going to fall down dead. The earth is still spinning on its axis. Like everything is fine. I didn't hurt anybody. Right. And so you just start building this trust in yourself based on the decisions that you make. And I know that doesn't sound like all spiritual, <laughs> but in a way it is because you, you have to start trusting in your own consciousness, in your own decisions 
to start trusting, I believe in your divinity. And the other point to this too, is this is something I've been thinking about a lot, actually, that you mentioned earlier, as far as putting our, our power out there, whether it's maybe other people or, um, angels or guides, like those all seem like forces outside of us. But the reality is that we're all wired for connection. We're wired for that on a spiritual level and on a mental one too. And I think one of the detrimental things in the spiritual community right now is this idea that we have to be all things for ourselves. And a lot of times we tell people, well, you can't be all things to all people. Well, that's true. But we can't be all things to ourselves either. That's why we need a community. That's why we need our guides. That's why we need our angels. That's why we need our friends. That's why we need our mystery schools, because we need that support. And we do get to a point where we're emotionally and spiritually and physically fatigued and we need someone else and we and we need our communities. We need our tribes to just lift us up a little bit. And we're not giving our power away by trusting our friends and allowing them to help us. In fact, I think that can be very empowering because as we all know, a lot of times our community and our friends are a reflection of us. So if we trust our friends, trusting we're us. trusting ourselves. Yep. That's a big one. I think you just, you put some dominoes over in my consciousness, my friend. That's uh, yeah. Speaking of angels, angel sensations moving through me that's a beautiful realization and i hope that resonated with everyone else listening as much as it did for me and yeah i'm gonna reflect on that one today for sure thank you my friend yeah my pleasure i want to what i want to do now nicole with your with your time i want to be mindful of it and i want to get into i have a couple more questions to finish but before we wrap all that up what I usually do, I spoke to you about this when we started, before we started recording is with mystical beings like yourself and the gifts that you have that you're sharing with the world. I uh, always enjoy sharing them with everyone listening. You've been talking all about this and um, we've gotten a lot of vibrations and frequencies already, but I'm wondering if you wanted to share what this looks like for you when you start to channel some of these angels, you know, if you want to share a reading or share a message, uh, I'd love to hear it. And I know everyone else listening would love to tap in as well. Okay. So for me, when I connect with angels, um, like I will see an outline of one. So I'm seeing one take form right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it's almost always to the left. I don't know why, but it's almost always to the left. And I do see it as a presence in my mind, but almost an outside thing too. Um, You know, when it comes to intuitive things, it can be hard to describe because (laughs) we don't really have language for what we experience intuitively. So the being that is coming through, this angel that's coming through is telling me that he is a representative of the collective, which means he's not my guardian angel. This is probably an angel I haven't worked with before, but he's coming through to give a message to the collective, which would be people who are listening to this and people who will listen to this and will turn around and give that information to other people who need to hear it. And what he is saying is that the time for love is right now. And this isn't just the love of yourself, which can sound so, um, I want to say convoluted and shallow and a self-help way. This is that deep love that we feel on a soul level that we can spread out to all of humanity. 
And so there's many different ways that love can take form, but this isn't just about the feeling or the action. This is about encompassing and incorporating the vibration of love and sending that out. And he's saying you don't necessarily have to feel loved yourself and you don't have to um, be in a loving relationship or a community to send this vibration out or even to feel it. It's something that wells up inside of you. So love is your natural birthright. It is a part of who you are and that is part of your God being. So when you can tune into that and express it outwards, just by that act alone, you are sending healing vibrations to all of mankind and to the earth itself. And he's also making mention of that. Like it's really important for us to be sending this um, divine loving God source energy into the earth itself. So he's talking about the the healing the planet with this. And then what's interesting is in my mind's eye, I do see this energy going down to the core of the earth and then rising back up. So it's us being able to send this to the earth so that the earth can heal and give us even more life resources, which means that our trees are going to be healthier. Our earth is going to be cleaner. The water he's saying is actually going to, um, we're going to have more fresh water. So we need to send all this energy to the earth and sending energy to the earth is sending energy to mankind. So we see that coming back up um, through the blades of the grass, through the food that we eat. Um, and then it kind of, you know, this this wonderful love spreads like the virus <laughs> in a very, very positive way. And we want that. We want we want to start a love um, revolution. And so now he's talking more. I want to say that I'm feeling some sensations in the heart center and even the in the throat chakra. So there are so many people listening to this right now that they're not necessarily afraid of expressing their truth to other people. They're more afraid of expressing their truth to themselves. And so it's really important for people to get clear with themselves on who they are, but who they want to be and the energy that they want to encompass from this day forward. Are they going to be a healer of the world or are they going to be someone who stays small and stays? in fear because the world definitely needs more healers and you can't heal the world until you're able to heal yourself and he's making it clear that this isn't just about a physical healing although for some people it is this is the emotional healing this is moving forward encouraged despite the trauma that you have experienced so this is so much about courage and he's also saying courage is another um, component and aspect of love So being able to find that courage and let that well up inside of you um, is actually going to bring a source of excitement for you. And we were talking about trust earlier and he was and he's telling me right now that people who are courageous are people who learn to trust themselves. So be courageous, do the things that you want to do and um, be willing to put that loving vibration out to all of humanity. And so I'm seeing that image again in my mind's eye of, and it's interesting because I'm not seeing love coming from the heart chakra. I'm seeing it coming from the gut. So this is like the solar plexus um, chakra and the sacral chakra. It's like, those are coming together and just like, boom, it's like this light that just spreads out around um, to humanity. And he's saying that you only have to do this for a split second. It doesn't have to be an actual meditation where you're sending 30, you know, you're, you're sitting for 30 minutes, just exuding your light out. He's actually saying that would deplete you. You don't want to do this. This needs to be a short, quick, like energy, boom, like just a flash. And that's all it requires. And so he's also saying it's a misunderstanding 
that you have to spend uh, minutes to even hours in meditations to be able to connect with your God self or to angels like him. Um, it can happen in just a split second. So we even need to surrender to that idea and to appreciate that time runs differently in that spiritual I want to say spiritual time and space, just time runs differently. So even for us, we may see it as a second, but that second actually lasts a lifetime. There is no end to the energy we send out. And so we don't have to deplete ourselves when we are sending it. And so he is recognizing that he has already given us a lot of information. And he's telling me that he has such strong energy that he's afraid of depleting me. So he's backing out now, but he is wishing everyone so much love. He's saying, believe in yourself. Um, your faith is the only one worth keeping. So protect it at all costs. Don't allow others to influence your way of thinking, your way of believing, your way of trusting, your way of life. You know what's true for you. So go with that. And then he just like peaced out. <laughs> so, my friend. We yeah. didn't get to drink water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hydrate. So. Thank you for that. That, you know, it was a lot, but it was powerful, my friend. And you don't know this. It's interesting that this it came through because it was almost as if this energy of the angel knew this already, because like you said, I agree. I don't think there is a, not only is there no space, but there is no time, right? It's all in this beautiful present moment. How I usually end this podcast is asking you, how do you define the word love? And I think he just, he did it. He beautifully just did it. He just sort of skipped to the end and like about this is not only is this what love is, this is how we need to take action on the expression. Yeah. And yeah, that was beautiful. How just out of interest, Nicole, when you're in that state, you know, and you just gave me a description just then about what happens after it. But when you're channeling like that, I know some people sort of sometimes some people black out, some people are in tune. What does it feel like for you when you when the angel's moving through you like that? So it's a, it's an interesting experience because this one was moving fast. Like I noticed yeah. I was talking fast and I was trying to keep up with yeah, what frequency. I was receiving. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was very fast moving and there's almost this feeling of, um, so I love to run, but yeah. there's almost this feeling as if, if I could put running in a spiritual sense for me, it's like this running to catch up, like, because yeah. <laughs> he's going so fast. Yeah. And so I did pause a few times because I want to make sure I'm getting the message right. But in the meantime, he's still like funneling yeah. through. Um, so that particular angel was, he did take up a lot of energy. So he was right when he's like, I know I'm depleting you. So he, and like a gentleman, he backed off. And that's what and that's what good entities and energies will do. They'll notice when you need a break and they'll back off and be like, OK, cool. We said what we needed to say. Um, so that particular uh, angel felt that way. And he had a different energy than what I normally have. And like he even came through and let me know right away. I'm a, you haven't worked with me before. I'm part of the collective. It's like, OK, let's do this. Cool. Um, but typically when I work with angels, it's not that intense. It comes through as a more. Um, usually a gentle energy, but they'll be very direct, you know, depending on the person. So this was this, I, I don't know who this was. I'll, I, I'm trying to make a connection with him again, but he's like long gone. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take some, um, I'll blame for this, my friend, because I, I mean, I, and I didn't explain this to you, but just to, for you and for new listeners, right. The, the intention of this podcast is 
to have a deeper discussion around not just the layers that are restricting our expression of divinity, but what that divinity is inside of us. And for me, that divinity is love, is that love yes. word. So, I mean, I would assert, just to add on to this, this angel, this being probably came in because it feels that this container is a space and place in which that communication that he expressed can be received, not just received, right. but people listening. You know, I'm really, I, my aim is to really look at this conversation from all the different lenses. So I think I know that because people have been telling me that they're ready for this information. They're ready to yeah. receive it. They're open. They're ready to go. So I think that's probably a part of what you experienced too. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was interesting too was as he was giving direction, like I could feel it happening. So when he's talking about like putting the energy into the earth, like I saw it and I felt that, that I was doing it without even really consciously doing yeah. it. So like Grounding there was a you. lot of energy. Yeah. There was a lot of energy that came out and came in, came out. All at yeah. once. I was like, this is cool, actually. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. all right, Nicole, I want to be respectful of your energy. I think you need to go rest and ground some bit. But I, I, I want to end now. I want to give you the container, the stage, the the mic. If people have been connected to your energy, they love your beautiful voice and all these all these gifts that you share with the world. How can people reach out to you? What do you have going on? Do you have some workshops? Do you coach people? What do you want to share with my beautiful audience? All right. Um, so if people want to connect with me directly for a reading or for um I hate, I, I don't like calling it spiritual coaching because I feel like that's just kind of lost its meaning. Like it's so generic and doesn't mean anything. So let me get, dive into that a little bit more. If you are someone who is feeling a little lost in your life and you just need some direction and you want someone who has actually been in the depths of depression and hardship and knows what it's like to have hit rock bottom not just once but several times then um i could possibly be a good guide for you and i don't like to just guide i want to cheer people on like i'll be your biggest cheerleader <laughs> and so um when people are going through something difficult i'm right there with them um i'm very empathic and so for someone who is in the you know depths of despair as anne of green gables called it it's like i'm there with you because i can feel that as well and so my um my purpose my joy is to help people meet people where they are help them create a plan and a path and help move them through that. It doesn't mean that they're going to see miracles overnight, but it does mean that we're going to do the work together. They have a compassionate ear that will listen to them. They have someone who's going to hold up their vibrations and hold those intentions with them and get super excited for them when good stuff happens. And even get super excited for them when they're able to crack the shell of themselves and start processing the things that they've been holding on to. Um, so I I see um, the coaching aspect with me as also being an energetic healing. It's mixed with psychic information, and it's very much about getting you on the path of your own heart so you can feel whole and fulfilled, whatever that looks like for each individual. So it's not a cookie cutter plan. It's like, I meet you where you are and we go from there. Specialized. Um, it is. It's very, yes, it's very specialized and it's personalized. Um, so I do offer that. Um, and of course I do offer mediumship readings and psychic readings. And um, I do have a membership that I'm hoping to relaunch in. It'll probably be August or September where um, I will offer access to all of my online 
courses um, plus live workshops two to three times a week. And so those are going to be psychic workshops, mediumship workshops, and um, energy healing workshops. So lots of lots of fun. So that's coming hopefully in August or September. And of course, people can find me at guidingechoes.com. And I also have a pretty popular YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash guiding echoes. So anything guiding echoes is me. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, Nicole. And for all the listeners out there, as always here on the show, if you click on the show notes, the show details of your podcast player of this episode, you'll see of all of Nicole's details, her website, her socials, and all the all the workshops and things she just mentioned. You can find it there too. Nicole, this has been a roller coaster, my friend, as I expected, but it was a beautiful ride. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for sharing your beautiful gifts, your knowledge, your understanding. I, I have some work to do today that I'm going to tune into with my angels and my connection, but I, I love you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you, beautiful souls out there for tuning in today. Thank you for giving us your attention. We hope that this gave you some insight, some awareness. Until next time here on the show, we both wish you a wonderful evening, morning, and night wherever you are in the world, and we love you very much. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.